Is Tamara here? Hello, club members. I'm Chris, and my first theatrical role was as a singing gingerbread man. And I'm Kate, and I unironically listen to Missy Elliott. And welcome back to the <laughs> weekly meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Here we review a different horror movie every week. We discuss story, production, reception, and relevance in pop culture. And we do spoil the movie in the process. So if you spoil haven't seen the movie everything. we're watching today... We're going to spoil the whole thing. We're watching The Strangers. The Strangers, yes. Oh, wait, we've already watched it. We're going to talk about The Strangers. <laughs> yeah. We've already seen it. And if you want to <laughs> see it and you don't want it spoiled, watch it before you listen. If you don't care, then keep going. Then that's fine. Um, I know <laughs> yeah. some people who listen to the podcast um, specifically because they don't like watching scary movies, but they're very curious about the story. So if you're one of those weirdos, you can just keep on listening. It's safe. There are limited ability to jump scare in a podcast i wish i was one of you so yeah so yeah okay so we watched the strangers we're going to talk about it today um for those of you who don't know it's a movie about a young couple who goes on a sort of vacation or they're going to like a family vacation house in rural southern carolina and they their stay there is interrupted as three (laughs) masked intruders terrorize them and leave them struggling to survive. And it's it's probably one of the scariest movies we've watched so far. Do you think so? Out of the ones we've seen so far, it's the one that scared me the most, I think. More than Insidious? Mm, yeah. I mean, Insidious, those, the first half of the movie terrified me. And then, you know, listen to our Insidious episode if you want to know more. But the second half I found less scary. I liked it. But this entire movie was very, I don't know, I felt very unsafe and uncomfortable the entire time. And I do think that it'd be worse to watch this movie if you were in an isolated home, like in the middle of the woods or something. I, I watched it in a much more urban area, but I was still very scared. So I checked in. I'd like to just say I did my friendship duty by checking in and making sure that you weren't staying like in a cabin in the woods somewhere. I didn't know what you were getting into. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, Chris, before you watch this one, where where are you? <laughs> are you living with someone you asked me that you're like where do you live right now <laughs> i'm a good person yeah sometimes sometimes today we're going to be walking through the movie chris has some cool behind the scene details and i'm going to tell you guys about the true events that this movie is based on because they do have that little intro where they make you nauseous yeah that's not a spoiler it's the very beginning of the movie they're like hey this is based on a real thing and they're like oh there's yeah. 1.4 million violent crimes in the u.s every year it's a very <laughs> the movie doesn't hold back what it's going to do to you no. it shows you right in the it first does. first couple of minutes they're like hey here you go here you go <laughs> here you go hope you're uncomfortable and and you will be Hope you have a gun. So the film genre for this one, because you always cover the genre, is like I'd call it like a like a home invasion, maybe a slasher. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it definitely is, is about home invasion. Is that a genre? Yeah, is that a genre of horror? I don't know. It's about home invasion and slashing. It's what it is. It's a movie about home invasion, and that's pretty much all it's about. So this movie is, I I, whenever I first suggested it, I thought it was a newer movie, but this came out ten years ago. Well, eleven years ago. I also thought it was recent, but now that I think about it, I remember seeing like um, commercials for yeah. it on YouTube back in high school. You watched the whole commercial? Whatever. No, obviously not, but I saw the masks <laughs> and I was done. So I, I have distinct <laughs> memories of seeing the masks in advertisements. 
You made note of the movie title, so when someone asked you to go see it, you could say no quickly. Exactly. I, I, exactly. I feel that. And, and one of my roommates was like, hey, Chris, are you going to watch The Strangers? And I'm like, God, I hope not. Of course, I knew we were. And then you recommended it like two Oh, for the later. podcast? Like, Damn it. <laughs> yes. This was recent. This was recent that someone told me about this movie, and I was like, gosh darn it. Oops. Well, it was known as being like a super scary movie. I know, and that's why I didn't want to watch it. One of my absolute best friends, um, he loves horror, and so I was talking to him about it, and he's like, oh, Chris, I watch every horror film, and that's the one I'll never watch that again. Oh, God. <laughs> so <sorry>. I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. If I didn't hate you before, okay, here we are. Well, fortunately, you already <laughs> did. You already did. It's fine. It's so this movie changed. is written and directed by the same person, by Brian Bertino. It had a, a fairly uh, moderate, modest budget. Mm-hmm. It was like $9 million, And it was all shot on location, which is pretty cool for a horror movie. It was all shot in rural North Carolina. But even though it was only $9 million to make, it made a really decent sum. It made $82 million in the box office. And it does have a sequel called Strangers Pray at Night, which I didn't know until I started researching for the podcast because it already came out. I was like, when does that come out? Maybe I'll watch that. Oh, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, no, it comes up every time I tried to Google something about this movie. And yeah, I was like, no, nice try, I, Google. I don't know if we're ever going to watch that one, but it seems to have done Absolutely much worse not. than this it, one. Of course it did. Who cares? If Liv Tyler isn't in it, and we know she's not because she dies, she dies, spoiler, yeah, then I don't care. If anyone was hoping Liv Tyler was going to survive this movie, she does not. I would watch Pray at Night if like Steven Tyler came back to like avenge his daughter's death. That is the movie I would watch. That's the sequel. I think that's fair. I think, I think that's, that's a fair bar to set. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so this film, I, I mean, as we just sort of alluded to, the sequel didn't do well. And this one, this one did decent, I think. Um, the reviews are sort of really mixed. They're really, really middle bar. Um, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 45% for critics and 47% for audiences so not the best but certainly not the worst for movies that we've reviewed yeah really like pretty much on par maybe a little better yeah a lot better than idle hands a lot worse than the exorcist but you know it's it's like it's it's a run-of-the-mill horror film as far as they're concerned but i do think i mean some of the some of the critics for this film were some of the worst that i've that i've read (laughs) um one of my absolute favorites was from the um the houston chronicle yeah, and the and the best thing, the only positive thing they had to say about this film is at least it's short. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> That's really brutal. And it's true; it's not very long, but it's just like they're like they're basically like this is garbage. But it's short and garbage. Apparently, this. <laughs> but it's short garbage. It won't it won't kill you for too long. And I don't know. I think that's a little harsh, because I do think that this movie really only had one goal and that was to scare you. And I think it it succeeds. I mean, it scared me. So yeah, as far as that, as far as I go, it, it definitely succeeds. Harry Potter scares you. So I'm not, that's not a d- Okay. Do not spread lies to our <laughs> listeners. Harry Potter does not scare me. You called me Harry Potter is all never scared. scared <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter gives me many, many emotions, but it does not give me fear. I mean, I am easily scared, and that's kind of why we're here. <laughs> that is actually why we're here. Shall we just go into the blow-by-blow blow of this movie? Yeah, tell me a little bit about how this movie goes. So, in a secluded area, we have James Hoyt, and we have Kristen McKay, who's Liv Tyler and that other dude. And who is that other dude? James Hoyt. 
No, but like <laughs> the actor. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember who he is. Oh well. I don't know. Liv Tyler's in this movie, and there's another white male. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need to know. They show up at this cabin. It's very spooky. Um, We find that they're very grumpy because Liv Tyler rejected this dude's proposal. He wasn't happy about that, which is I thought was um, an interesting way to start a horror movie because they don't normally they normally started off with like, you know, the picket fence and like we're ordering pizza and the family's moving into a new house that's haunted with ghosts. Mm-hmm. But this just starts you right off with no, they're unhappy people. Yeah, and like, and they're trying to work through it, and it's it's really sad actually because they get there, and you can tell that they're sort of emotionally not on the same level, and there's rose petals everywhere, and the yeah. table set up with candles, and it's all beautiful, and the bathtub is full of rose petals, and he's like, I didn't know if you put the rose petals in before or after the water, <laughs> and it was just like so sad. awkward because you can tell that. You, like they didn't say in for a little while that she had rejected his proposal, but you get the idea real quick that he definitely wanted to move faster than she did, and it went really badly. Well, he also he didn't test the bath water before he put the petals in. Yeah, did you notice it was brown? It was when brown. It came out? <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. But she still took the bath. I was she like, okay, still Tyler, climbed on in better. there. I know that is Ugh, that is neither so here nor gross. there. But oh, his name. It's James. Oh, wait. We already knew that. The actor's name is... <laughs> I just told you that. What's the actor's name we don't Oh, know. you know, I think his name is James. <laughs> okay. Oh. I'm doing great. I'm doing... So, I'm so good at this. So, basically, yeah. they're being awkward. James calls his friend and is like, this is this didn't work out. Can you come pick me up? Mm-hmm. And then there's a knock at the door. Dun, dun, dun. And we have this blonde woman whose face we don't see, which is an interesting camera decision. Yeah. And she asks, is Tamara home? And they're like, no. And she's like, okay. And like walks away. Well, and I had spent the first several minutes so nervous because I knew it was about home invasion, right? Yes. But I just presumed that the people were already in the house. And so I was and I was waiting for them to just like realize or just stumble across them and find out that they're there. Oh, that'd be horrifying. I well yeah, but it's a horror film case. So I thought that's what they were gonna do. And then this girl shows up at the door. I was like, oh, they're outside? Oh, okay. That More realistic, calmed you? <laughs> it didn't calm okay. me, but it, it made me feel a little bit better that they weren't just going to be like in a closet. Oh, there's all a creepy a girl on the porch. Thank God. Thank <laughs> I God. <laughs> well, I thought she was just going to like open the room, like open the door to another room, and there'd just be like an axe murderer there. I was, that's what I was anticipating. No, they have to invade. That's yeah, the part I of the home invasion. <laughs> I'm going to get to this later, but basically, this they allude that these. This story is a true story, which, you know, it isn't. But it's loosely tied together from true events that we're going to talk about in full. But pretty much this yeah. this scene where the girl knocks and is like, hey, is like Tamara home? And they're like, no. And then she mm-hmm. leaves is actually from the director's um, childhood. It's from Bertino's childhood because in his old neighborhood, they had a series of break-ins and basically he was home alone and his little sister answered the door. It was it was a girl saying, hi, is so-and-so here? Someone who didn't live there. And they were like, no. And she's like, okay, and left. And they found out the next day that this person had been going door to door asking for someone who wasn't there and then bringing a bunch of like a troop of youths. I don't know, a bunch of youths. Youths. Fucking youths to come and, you know be burglars and steal from people so this did actually happen just you know less stabbing oh my gosh i feel like 
the only way to become a horror film director or writer, you have to have like a really troubled past. Like something terrible happens to you and then you just exacerbate it in the form of a movie 30 years later. Absolutely. Well, that's life, Chris. These poor people. He's poor. <laughs> you know what? They're, he's rolling around in like $80 million right now. I don't feel that bad for him because <laughs> someone knocked right, on his enough. door <laughs> when he was eight yeah, or whatever. Oh, my God. Poor guy. All right. All right. Noted. Noted. Good, yeah. good rebuttal. <laughs> yeah. So Liv Tyler. Anyway, back to Liv, the star of this movie. She um, is hanging out at home. The dude who, I, what's it? James. Oh, my God. His name is James. 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 Yes, James, he he's like, I'm going to leave because I'm uncomfortable. And he leaves to go get cigarettes. And we all know that's the worst thing he could have done. What, what a terrible yeah. idea. We're going to talk about this in length as we go through this movie. But James is a terrible boyfriend. Well, he's also just kind of stupid. He's, he keeps leaving the house. He's stupid. He's I, I will talk more about it. But he's just I get why she said no. I'm That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Liv, you deserved better. Get you a man that if he walks in and you're in the corner covered in blood holding a knife saying there's someone in the house, get a man that'll believe you. Like, don't get a man that's going to, like, think about it, like, start unlocking doors. Get someone who's going to instantly believe you. And James is not that man for Liv. And she knew that. He's not that man. She knew that whenever he asked, and that's why she said no. Yeah, she had the scenario in mind. (laughs) She Well, yeah, she's smart. He's not. She, so she, she is smart. She is smart. She is smart. smart. She realizes that it, it let, yet another example of James being a fucking idiot is he's like, I'm going to leave, lights a fire and leaves. She's like, the flu is closed. You moron. Goes to open the flu to the chimney because there's smoke coming in the house. Right. The smoke alarm goes off and she's like, God damn it. And so she goes and she takes down the smoke alarm. And then there's another knock at the door. Dun, dun, dun. So she yeah. drops. She Very drops the scary. alarm. It well, this whole are you gonna say that this whole movie because this whole movie is yes, because this whole thing was scary and like I didn't it did not compute with me that the chimney flue was closed. I assumed it was the people on the roof like just sitting the on it and smoking her out or something. <laughs> it was my first thought. I was like, oh no, they're what a little bit of me was like they're in the chimney <laughs> because I had assumed that they had already broken into the house. Santa remember? style, so like, oh, brilliant. They're hiding in the chimney. <laughs> So much more ingenious than a closet. <laughs> They're hiding in the chimney. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely thought that. I did. Every time I get in a car, I always check the back seat because of horror movies. Now I'm going to have to check the chimney in every house I go in. I know. Well, and I always check under my car before I get into it because like of that thing that was going around about the guy who was hiding under cars and slashing people's ankles i just lifted my feet and i'm tucking them underneath me right now i'm also recording this from the inside of my car so <laughs> <laughs> i'm recording it from the chimney <laughs> but so yeah someone else call- knocks on the door and yeah. i'm very not okay with it okay it was not okay <laughs> nah. do you think it was gonna be one knock and done like a ding dong ditch that's what this movie's about <laughs> Goddamn neighborhood kids! <laughs> Imagine that though—the entire film, Roll just like credits. someone knocking at the door and then running away, and then nothing ever happens. <laughs> they just keep doing They're it. They're just like, "Oh, is Tamara here? Oh, my bad!" And then they walk away. <laughs> just a j- different neighborhood child. No. So, someone knocks at the door. She freaks out. Drops the fi- drops of not. It's not a fire extinguisher. It is a smoke alarm. Fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. 
I always keep my extinguishers on the ceiling. For safety. Mm-hmm. So she calls from the landline. She's calling James, who is out for a pack of smokes at four in the morning after a stranger came to their door. It's fine. And then um, the call gets cut, um, assuming that the landline has been cut. Yeah, definitely. Yes. She goes into the kitchen and we have the best scene in the movie. And probably the scariest. Absolutely like, the scariest. Oh, my God. And this is the scene. It's oh, on. God. It's on all the posters. It's in the trailer. Like everyone knows, this scene is coming. Like d- you did too, right? Like you knew this scene was coming. No, you I just did. Knew it? That there were people in masks and that it was scary. That's that was my preconception of this film. You really didn't make it far through those trailers, did you? I didn't. Well, this is a very famous scene where Liv Tyler is standing in the kitchen and there's a man. It's dead silent. And this man is watching her from the hallway behind her and just walks past her. And so, like, I knew this movie was I knew that this scene was coming. It's on the posters, everything. But it was still so chilling and effective. It was so unnerving. It was very, very well done. It was so scary. And again, I because like you don't hear a door open or anything. So I just assumed he had already been in the house. In the chimney. We've already already covered this. (laughs) We already knew where he was. But I continued to definitely believe that he was already there. But then after that, when she leaves the kitchen, because he disappears, right? Yes. You realize that the hallway he was standing in was the entrance from the front door. Yep. Which she had locked moments ago. So either... These intruders are really good at picking locks, or I feel like they had a key or something. Like, I wonder if there was, like, a spare key or somewhere around the house and they found it. Maybe. It doesn't really matter how, but it's just very unsettling that he came in the front door. That is unsettling. I didn't like that. Well, I didn't regardless, like that it's, a, <laughs> it's still a good scene. It's a good scene. And then we go back to this, the smoke alarm, which she had dropped on the floor, and it's not there. It's sitting on the chair. And she's smart. She is smart. She sees that. She's like, a oh, fucking no. <laughs> Someone else is in my home. And she goes to get her phone immediately. And of course, that's missing. But still, smart. Move. Which is gone, obviously. It's gone. That's, that's obviously gone. Her, like, what was it? Like a razor or something? Whatever, however old this movie is. It was some is. flip flown. It yeah, was. <laughs> she had, like, plugged in next to the fireplace. So she starts to panic. And then she hears a noise in the backyard. And so she does. Well, this actually I didn't think was smart. Cause she, so she goes for the knife. And I was told. Yeah. Well, I admire that she instantly picked up a weapon, which most horror movie women do not do or are not written to do. Uh, I've I've been told from I took like rape aggression defense classes and they teach us not to grab the knife Mm -hmm. because you're less likely to use it because you don't want to stab somebody in the organs. Right, That's hard takes, to like, do. A lot of yeah, mental commitment. To it's meant. It's mental commitment. Like, what if you're wrong? Like, what if it's like? Well, we'll get to that scene later. But what if it's not that person? Uh, <laughs> right. Like, right. Oh God. Yeah, we will. We'll get there. But um. But uh, yeah, and just also because most people aren't inherently violent, right? Like, it's hard yeah, to hopefully. deliberately stab someone in the stomach. I don't know. The in, the in, the intro to this movie makes me think that people are inherently violent with the 1.4 million or whatever. Definitely. But you're less you're not as like good people are not as likely to stab somebody in the guts with a knife and you're more likely to hurt yourself because you're shaking and you're dropping it and whatever. So, right. listeners, arm yourself with a ladle and a can of wasp spray. It Those are two very works. specific weapons. And I feel like she had effective a, weapons. You thought she was going to get wasp spray? In a timely fashion. That cabin looks like it has wasps. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I agree, but like wasps. she goes into the kitchen, she picks up the knife because that was like an obvious tool. I'm sure there was a ladle. What do you do with the ladle? Though? Just like blunt force? Just yeah. smack them with it? You break their nose. Just smack. Oh. 
Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You break their nose and also wasp spray works. You guys should all keep it by your bed. Like mace, essentially. It, yes, but it shoots 50 feet. <gasps> Which is so much better. It's so much what better. An excellent point. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Don't be like, I just, I Why just, Why doesn't everyone so just use lives. wasp spray? I do. I keep it by my bed like a psycho. That's how they should have opened the movie. The events of this movie could be avoided with <laughs> wasp This movie spray is sponsored by. <laughs> and a strong ladle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this movie is sponsored by Raid. It works. I have that by my bed and I also have a blow dart that we made. Yeah, that's efficient. Okay, good. Excellent. But yeah, so she doesn't grab wasp spray, however. She grabs a knife, which is she gets a knife. exactly what I would do in this situation, even though I agree. I think I'd have trouble stabbing someone. But I would still pick up the knife, I think. Now you know. So she gets the knife, and then she goes to the curtains. And this is, in my opinion, the second scariest scene in the movie. And she just opens it, and they don't give you a beat. There's just a creepy man with a sack on his face outside the window <laughs> well he wasn't there the first couple times she looked outside though it was like a couple more knocks you hear stuff shuffling around outside and then she looks again and, then and sack face. The, with sack face <laughs> and she understandably screams very loudly and i also screamed at that point and it was all fine and then she goes in the hallway and then we see that the front door is unlatched and it's opening and she doesn't hesitate she slams that shit shut and then you see the blonde woman from earlier, only she has a, a doll mask. And um, yeah, she's very creepy. She's, you know, sneaking a peek. And then so this is the scene. Fuck Jimmy. Fuck James. So Kristen goes and hides Jimmy? in the bedroom. Yeah, she calls him Jimmy. Oh, OK. Sure. We don't even know his name. <clears throat> We've been trying. It is Liv Tyler <laughs> and white male lead. And white man James. <laughs> so she goes in the bedroom. She is being smart. She's like, okay, can't go outside. There's no stairs to run up. So the flu's open. I'm good. I'm going to go in the bedroom. So she runs in the bedroom, and she hears the strangers are banging on the walls. Right. And she barricades the door and has her knife and is ready. Well, and then she, like, realizes that the lamp is on. Yeah. And it's, like, showing them where she is. So she tries yeah. to turn it off, fails to turn it off. So she smashes the lamp into the ground. <laughs> And cuts herself in the process. Yeah, but that lamp turned off. It did turn off <laughs> upon smashing. Don't ask Liv Tyler to turn anything off. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really, that's the moral of the story. Liv Tyler's bad with electronics. Can't keep track of her flip phone. Every electronic she touches breaks. Oh, my God. Her smoke phone, alarm, the radio. The, the, the radio. Alarm. Oh, my gosh. Liv. Oh, oh poor girl. But she's, she's good at survival instincts. But they only had to use, so they did only have to use one lamp for this movie. And kind of a weird fun fact that I find really interesting is that they filmed this movie completely in chronological order. Yeah, which cool. Which is such a small detail, but that's so weird compared to most movies anymore. It is weird, and I and I don't know if it was related at all with Liz Tyler's request when she was filming, but she really wanted to be scared. Like this was her first this was her first movie that she did since she had had her baby. I think this was her first scary movie period. And she told the directors mm-hmm. and she told the actors who were, you know, the the strangers. She's like, "I don't want to see you with your mask on at all. I don't want to see it until we are filming a scene because I want to be legitimately yeah. scared." Yeah. And well, and she worked so hard to get a good adrenaline response and like before scary scenes that they would be filming she would like run laps around the around the house that they were filming at to like get her respiratory rate up and like you know just in- initiate that kind of like fear fight or flight response the director told her that there'd be like a loud noise coming from this direction like at the time but then the loud noise would actually come from a totally different direction and at a different time than she That's expected cool. so a lot of her like little jump reactions are completely real because she had no idea 
what was actually going to be scaring her. So, yeah, she really committed to being afraid in this movie, which I really appreciated. I don't know if it got to you, but, like, before the scary stuff happened, just whenever she was talking with white male Lee James. Yeah. Did you notice? It's like, when she was on the phone call with him, and, and pretty much whenever she talked, really... Her voice was really annoying to me. You're really annoying to me. No, no, no. Her voice was just like really ras like really like raspy and quiet and like, huh, what's going on? It was like that it was like that kind of voice. And I don't know have you ever seen um One Tree Hill? No, obviously not. <laughs> well there's okay, well there's a character in One Tree One Hill. One Tree Hill is my horror in- movies for you. <laughs> Never. I never watched it. I never watched it before, but me and my roommates watched that. That's our family movie. But there's one character in One Tree Hill who talks just like that, and it's completely ridiculous. And so I I just thought that was a really interesting character choice on Liv's part because that's not what she normally sounds like. Yeah, that's what she sounds like. I don't think it is. I think she has a much more normal voice, but she was suffering from tonsillitis through the entire film. And so, like, that's why her voice sounds so weird. I think that's. And, anyways. I think that's true. <laughs> well, we we have to re- we have to give Liv some respect for her commitment to this movie and in her method oh, acting. Yeah. They were probably just like, "Hey, Liv, go just this is just a scene where you just open a curtain. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing weird can happen. Nothing scary. But no, she she was phenomenal in this film. Like she was really really I good. Agree. I really. I mean, I I have nothing against white male James either. I just, I mean, <laughs> he was just a terrible boyfriend. Yeah, we just don't like his character as much. No, he's a terrible he's boyfriend. Stupid. Okay, so we're going to get back to Jimmy right now because Liz is bleeding. Liz is holding a knife and she's saying over and over again, don't go out there. She's barricading the door and she's like, don't go out there. There are people in the house. Don't go out there. And Jimmy's like, shut up. It's fine. Unbarricades the door. Right, because well, because he came back. Left yeah. his cell phone in the car. He's an idiot. He's completely. He's moron. an idiot. And so he, like, I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. If I come home and my boyfriend is in the corner of the room, bloody, holding a knife, I'm not waiting for him to tell me anything. I am grabbing a weapon. I am backing into a corner. A ladle, for example. I, well, I, I mean, I always have a ladle in my purse. You know this. I do know this. So I grab my ladle and I'm ready. I'm not questioning, like, what? But who's here? How many? There's someone in the house, right? Like he's he gets hung up on like, what are you talking about? There's someone in the house. Like if someone tells me there's someone in the house and they're bleeding and holding a knife, That's I'm just over. gonna trust that. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with it. We will get like, I don't, specifics I don't need their later. Backstory. Oh wait, what, but yeah. what color is their hair? How old are they? Yeah, just are t- they wearing a sack on their head or no? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> is it Tamara? Is she here? No. Okay. You're not being clear. You're so annoying. It's fine. I'm gonna unbarricade your barricade. I'm just like, oh Jimmy, gosh. you asshat. Yeah, he's he's so dumb. He's like, it's fine. She's actively explaining what's happening to him. He goes outside to his get his phone. His car has been ransacked and smashed. And there's a freaking girl with a doll mask on watching him. Which I don't think he notices. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. She's like, Jimmy, what the shit? And Jimmy's like, look, no one came in here. And I'm sitting, I'm like, there is a girl in a mask on your lawn. Literally right next to you. She's standing right over there. Does she need to wave at you? I don't know what you need, James. Yeah, I just don't think these invaders were conspicuous enough for him. I don't think they were. Until they rammed his car with a truck. <laughs> That's when he gets it, I think. They run, They ram his car with a truck and he's like, well, maybe. Maybe oh, someone came in Oh, that scene was here. so stressful for me. Because there's doll face girl on the lawn. There's sack 
face man standing right Sack in front man, of their car. Yeah. Very scary. And then there's the girl in the pinup mask, the pinup girl mask in the truck, ramming them. I was so nervous. But obviously I, most of the film still had to happen, so I knew they lived. Or at no, least knew, one of them had to live. I knew one of them had to live. And they, they did film. They, I mean, it obviously was not. Well, maybe Liv Tyler's fucking crazy. Maybe she was in the car. But I know that they had actors, presumably stunt actors, in that car getting repeatedly crushed by a yeah. truck. <laughs> like over and oh over Oh, my God. Again. And then they just, like, glue it back up and be like, all right, again. <laughs> they smash it They're again. Like, oh, back into the house, I guess. And they stumble. <laughs> <laughs> get into the house and the mask people are like oh it's okay we'll just get them in a little bit <laughs> and that was that's a, that's the scariest part about this movie though is that the intruders are n- in no rush to kill them yeah they're not you know? because no one's around no yeah no one can hear them scream but more than that like it seems like their primary goal is not to kill them but to scare them leading up to the kill you know, like they they go out of their way, like knocking on the door, yeah. randomly and loudly, writing words in red paint on the window to their be- of their bedroom, yeah. you know, dragging metal chairs and keep hitting the wind chimes outside. Like they do so many things just to remind them that they're out there and creep them out than they do actually trying to kill them. Well, it's like you said, that guy was behind her in the hallway. He could have killed her. At any moment, like easily. Oh yeah, just like oh, yeah. gun. Before Dead. before Jimmy James ever got home, but instead they steal their phones. They cut the lines. Like they, they're their moving stuff in the house. Absolutely, and that and and terrify us, which I think they did a a pretty good job. Pretty successfully, yeah. Oh, the pinup girl mask. She actually so Liv Tyler spoke to her specifically and was like, "I don't want to see you." without your mask on her name's laura margolis and so she was like i do not want to see you without your mask on until we are filming and so the first time she sees that mask Liv tyler sees that mask is pinup girl is stalking her outside the barn and then like she's like mm-hmm. they just say okay Liv, you're gonna have a scene out here and then she looks up sees this girl freaking screams and runs. oh my god like kicks her is kicking her away and runs. oh my gosh i know that's awesome though She's yeah, awesome. I, I love Liv Tyler. I would love to say I got kicked in the face by Liv Tyler. Oh, my God. Liv Tyler, please kick us both in the face. Kick us right Come in the face. Come on our podcast and kick us in the <laughs> face. Oh, back inside. What's happening? Yes, we're back inside. He's looking for a gun, which is the first intelligent thing he's yes. done all movie. Yeah, which means that she said there's an intruder in the house. He knew there was a gun, and he was like, I don't believe you. I'm going to get my cell phone. Yeah, going to go outside first. <laughs> I don't know if he's just really salty he got dumped. I don't know what his damage is, but James can just He's he just sucks. not very smart. It's no. just, yeah, he's got a lot of fatal flaws. Poor guy. Oh, he's he really endearing, but that's all he's got going for him. <laughs> so they get the shotgun. And then Mike, because yes. we all forgot about Mike. He's the guy that James... Right, the guy that he called, yeah. Yes. He's also Dennis from It's Always Sunny, which makes it really hard for me to take him seriously as a character. Have you seen It's Always Sunny? No, I haven't, but I hear it's okay. supposed to be really funny. Join us next week for our It's Always Sunny podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Dennis oh, from God. It's Always Sunny. And so I'm like, I'm not afraid of you. So... We're watching this, and my roommate, I'm watching it with my roommate who has the blanket over his eyes the whole time. And so he says, oh, well, he has to die because he's not a big character. Yeah, he's brand new. I saw, I thought the same thing. I'm like, Absol- okay, cool. We, finally, his, we have the first death. His one scene is literally en route to his death. That's his only scene. <laughs> it's true. That's the, that's the only thing he does the entire movie, true, is walk towards dying. <laughs> that's all he does. But it was wild, right? Because he just pulls up to the house. He's in his car. 
he's calling Jimmy James and he's like, hey, I came 14 hours early because (laughs) I wanted to, I was drunk or whatever. So I drove here completely plastered. It was stupid. to To console you. And then something, I don't even know what, something heavy flies through his windshield. He's like, oh. And he's like, what? What the hell? And he's like, he's phased by it, but not enough. Not enough. To do anything rational about it. He doesn't call anyone else at this point. He sees the smashed car that Well, he's probably worried about his minutes on that phone. Oh, my gosh. He just, he sees all the damage, right? He sees the smashed car. He... Mm -hmm. His car has just been smashed open. He doesn't call the police. Instead, he walks around to the back side of the house. Oh, yeah. There's glass. There's that creepy song playing. There's, like, paint on the windows. He's like, guys? Hey, guys? Oh, my God. Well, okay. So the song playing, right, is is that when Mama Tried is playing? Yes. Or is that later? I think yeah, it's throughout so, the movie it's playing Mama Tried. Yeah, I've, I've been tormenting Kate with the song. Oh, it's so annoying. I've watch this movie. <laughs> But so so Mama Tried is playing and it's like stuck on the on the record or whatever. But it's funny to me because Mama Tried was a 1968 hit by Merle Haggard and The Strangers. Oh, my God. Merle Haggard and The Strangers. Well, now I'm fucking terrified. Don't play that (laughs) song anymore. What a fun little Easter egg. I I just thought that was was annoying. Now I'm just creeped out. Every time I call Chris. He has this song playing before he says hi. Anytime I try to <laughs> Skype him, he has this stupid song playing. <laughs> well, because you ruined my life by scaring me, so now I have to scare you back a little bit. I did. I ruined Tiny but Tim there, with Insidious. But that's not the only musical pun that they make in this movie. Well, they didn't really make this one. They definitely made the Merle Haggard one, but it's also just kind of um, coincidentally funny. So Liv Tyler, obviously, is the only character that I care about in this movie. Yeah. Who, who else is there? <laughs> yeah. Her father, obviously, Steven Tyler, you know, the uh, the lead singer of Aerosmith. I've never heard of him. Back be- Never heard of him. <laughs> but back before he was in Aerosmith, back when um, Steven oh, Tyler yeah. was a teenager, he was in a band that was called The Strangers. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what are the odds? She was born to play this role. She was destined to play this role. Destined. And and boy did she. But anyways, Mike. <laughs> Back Poor to Mike. Mike. Poor Mike. He didn't stand a chance. He had no. like one line, tiptoes across some glass saying, guys, we have the strangers like creepily walking behind him and then shot in the face, just point blank. Okay, so I hate I hated it though, because like outside the house he's like, guys, what's going on? Inside the house he says nothing. Liv Tyler and Jimmy James are hiding in the garage, gun pointed at the open door, waiting for one of the strangers to walk by. And then he comes into the house. He doesn't say, hey, guys, where are you? What are you doing? Like, he follows the rule of horror, and he doesn't say who's there or anything like that. But if he had just said, hey, Jimmy James, are you guys here? They would have come out, and he wouldn't have gotten shot in the face. But he gets to the door, and Jimmy James shoots him in the face. Right in the face. And, like, you know that that's going to but like So the guy in the mask, sack man... Is right behind yeah. him holding an axe, following him through the house. He was going to go. So you don't know who's going to kill him first, the axe or the shotgun. Someone's, he's going to get got. Mike's got to go. Oh, god! So then we have to like spend like a, a moment mourning Mike, which no one cares about because no one knew this character. Well, and then Jimmy James takes it out on Liv Tyler. Yeah, he does. 
He's like, he pushes her away. He's like, I'm going through something. <laughs> we can talk about this later. And she's like, hey, so this is sad, but there's definitely still murder. We need in to move house. on. Okay, Jimmy James is the freaking worst. I hate him. Yeah, he's not the best. He shoots his friend in the face. He's just a bad friend. He's a bad so, friend. Then suddenly, James, after his friend gets shoot, shot in the face, I guess he has a moment of realization that there's a radio in the barn. Right. You, you didn't know? Like, he's just three steps behind this whole movie. He's so far behind. But, like, the strangers, the intruders, it, once again, show that all they're really interested in is, like, messing with them psychologically. Because yeah. they wrote killer in red yeah. paint on the back door or whatever. They were really fast. Yeah, they were so fast about like, that. Like they had like their fingers in the paint up to the windshield, waited for waited for the shot. Yeah. Like killer. Killer. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's just like an ironic moment where they're like, hey, you're the killer, not us. Not we haven't killed anybody. No. We're just executing justice here. Can we just can we just appreciate okay, so they were really fast with writing the blood, but these freaking masked kids are fast yeah. as hell. They're like, okay, time to go to the barn. And they're like running around trying to shoot shoot people and running around. And these fucking Usain Bold-ass kids running around like the speed of light. No, you can't. Literally, they, they're everywhere and nowhere at the same time. They're so fast. They're don't, very quick. Don't piss off the track team or something. Because like, yeah, <laughs> they'll you will never find them. Yeah, no. If you have that one friend, he runs cross country. He wears a lot of masks. <laughs> He's not your friend. He's not your friend. He's not your friend. Keep him close, but <laughs> keep him close, but not too close. <laughs> not too close. You know that guy. You know the one that you made fun of for wearing a sack mask. Maybe that was a bad idea. Yeah, don't make fun of him. Don't, don't do that. Him. It's like it's like in Batman. It's like almost the same mask, actually, as the, the scarecrow mask. mask. It's it's the same mask. I mean, they're both just potato sacks, so they're potato. Like, there's nothing. Yes, <laughs> it's just but potato sack. So incredible. James is going to find this radio that he has kept close to the chest until his friend got shot in the face. He's not just looking for it though. He just walks out of the house. He brings the gun with him and leaves the the sliding glass door open. Oh my god. Meanwhile, that ass. <laughs> meanwhile Liv Tyler's like, "I feel like this isn't the isn't our best idea so far. Should we yeah. not split up?" And then she just sits outside the house on the stoop. Like that was her he, first dumb decision she, all movie. She tries No, well she tries to come with him and then he's like, "No, I no, you stay here." And I guess at that point she like cut her losses. She's like, "Well, he's going to get shot." And then she just stayed there. She's like, "I'll just sit." <laughs> she just sits down. She's like, "Okay. Yeah, all right. This is going great." <laughs> this is going excellently. Well, and then so like he just doesn't come back for a while, right? Yeah. And so she just gets up the courage. She sees the barn. The door has not been opened. So she runs. Yeah. And then instantly falls into a hole and breaks her leg. Breaks her leg. Yeah. Or her ankle or something. But at least she tried. She tried. Although at this point, we think that James is dead, right? Because he sees I hope that Jane was one James of the girls dead. over by the barn, right? And he's like yeah. about to shoot her all sniper style with a... With a rifle. No, with, with a shotgun. <laughs> with a shotgun. That's going to go well. <laughs> And then Potato Sack Man, like, rushes him from the back and he shoots. And at that point, we don't know which one was hit or we if hope, either of them We hope hit. it's James. We hope it's James is what we hope. We definitely hope it's the Sack Man. Don't be, uh, don't be like that. He is holding her back. <laughs> He's, he is holding her back, but Sack Man's trying to murder her, so. Well, everyone's trying to murder everyone. But if, she, if he had not come home, if she had just holed up in there with her knife, 
I feel like she could have killed all of them. I disagree. I, think I had that utmost. Well, I don't think the white guy coming home and unbarricading all her shit and unlocking all the doors helped anything and shooting all I don't her think allies. He helped the situation, but I do think she would have died anyways. Maybe. Yeah, because Mike know. was gonna help. He was gonna be the big Turner, drunk Mike. Jimmy James is MIA, and Liv Tyler is sitting on the forest floor with a broken ankle. Yeah. Um, and this is where the <laughs> cue scene. Cue scene. And this is where the movie just kind of like wraps itself up because they realize that they're out of ideas. So like she tries to like yeah, call they're the like, radio. well, what could happen now? Yeah, exactly. They're like they're already outside. I don't know what to do. So she hides as long as she can. She tries to call on the radio. It doesn't work out. They smash well, up the radio. She's like talking very loudly. She's like, help, hello. Well, I, uh, she's not that loud. I, I, okay, she's I'll like, take that back. She's she's like whispering. She's like stage whispering into the thing. She's like, help, help. But and like the lights are on, all pointing at her. Every light in the entire workshop is pointing at her. She's like, hello, like, is anyone there? And then someone finally answers. And then oh, yeah. cue dollface girl smashes the radio with a bat. Well, it doesn't matter how quietly you're whispering if after every time you let go of the receiver, it goes, beep. Yeah, like, true. Hello? Is anyone there? Beep. Well, so then, so, but so then the radio smashed. She runs outside, and yeah. this the intruders in their masks have taken their time to stop attempting to murder her to stand about creepily. One of them standing yeah. by a tree. One of them is swinging slowly on a children's swing set for no apparent reason. Dare, other than dare to be I scary. say posing? I'm gonna say posing. They're posing. <laughs> it's so true. It's like they were posing for the. For the posters for the movie, and they're like, yeah. let's just make this a scene. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of ideas for this movie, so everyone just kind of stand around. Mm-hmm. Look strange, like strangers. Yeah, look like strangers. <laughs> so Liv goes inside, and we have these random shoehorn scenes of her just like hiding places. <laughs> yeah, she like just like hides minutes. in different little bits. Yeah. <laughs> really long time but actually that's like one of the scariest parts of the movie was her hiding places so i can't really say too much it's true though because you just keep expecting something to happen because like this movie goes so slowly and then really quickly and then really slowly and then really quickly yeah it does and this is one of the slow parts but you don't know when it's gonna pick up again (laughs) and that's the scary part and it picks up by ending it's like and we're captured right so yeah she's hiding in the thing and then the girl scares her and then she just walks up she's steps out and looks at the girl who's like fondling a knife on their kitchen table. Yeah. She says nothing. <laughs> They're just like no. having this weird moment of silence What's and staring at say? each other. Hey. I was, and I was like, what is happening right now? And so then she grabs, she like takes, she like rummages around, pulls out like a paring knife or something. The girl with the cleaver is just watching her do this. <laughs> She's like, grab all the paring knives you want. <laughs> yeah, do whatever you want. So then here comes Sackman through the door, carrying Jimmy James with him, just throws them on the ground. And then next thing we know, they're both tied up to chairs. And it's daylight. Yeah. And then it's daytime. This The, the fact that they, they tied them up in the living room draws a really creepy comparison to one of the other true events that this movie is drawn from. But I'm going to talk about that right after we wrap up. But basically, yeah. they're all wrapped. They're all tied up in the living room. They're trying to get out. Obviously not going to get out. And then you see all of, they all take off their mask, but they cut so that you don't see their faces, which was right. not in the original ending. In the original ending, prior to editing, we see their faces. But then we have the new this new guy who came in to edit. He's the same guy who edited one of the Saw movies. And he's like, well, no, like when, once you show their faces, it's not very scary. So he 
edit, he cuts all those scenes specifically mm-hmm. so you don't see their faces. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, they, they stab them and it's very sad. And so they all oh! get... <laughs> and it's very sad, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. They get stabbed like many, many, many times. And it's really graphic. Um, it's really graphic. And it's so... Blech. Visceral. And it's the reason why you don't use the knife when you're holding it. It's the reason you don't pick it up. Because yeah, you don't want to hear that squelching noise. Oh, but basically, ugh, they they re they re edited that scene to hide their faces. And after they after they killed Liv Tyler and White Man, they have they had a scene after that where the, all the strangers clean up the house and dress up in their in the protagonist's clothes, and then they leave. And they had to cut that whole scene. Oh, weird. I know it would I'm have been a good scene, but they had, but they had to cut it because it had their faces in it, and they couldn't edit that. Yeah, and I and I do think it. It works really well that you never get to see their faces because it's kind of disappointing yeah. almost because you're like, oh, like all those masks, like we still don't get to see their faces. I know. It keeps the creepiness about it. The blonde girl, I forgot what her name was, but she's actually a supermodel. She's an Australian supermodel. <laughs> oh, so what? They're just not scary enough? Yeah. I don't know if she's too pretty to face, be a murderer. I don't, don't want to be like, oh, you're really pretty. Like, I don't want to be that. <laughs> Kate's watching the original cut of this movie. She's like, oh, God, that murder is really pretty. I think I'm really pretty. Could I be a killer? Am I a murderer? Am I a murderer? Like, you just didn't want to connect with her too much. I get it. I get it. I I didn't. She's too beautiful like me. But So, yeah, so they just stab them repeatedly. It's really emotional. It's very sad. Viscerally disgusted and uncomfortable throughout the entire sequence. And then they just leave. Because it's not a short sequence. (laughs) They just peace out and they get in their trucks and they leave and you see those like eight-year-old missionaries yeah they were way too young to be mormon missionaries they looked like actual <laughs> elementary <laughs> school students young. it's like the writers are like should we make them paper boys or missionaries and then some interns like both i just don't think they i just don't think they know how old mormon missionaries i don't are. think they thought too long about they it. just imagine like <laughs> like boy scouts going around like it's not quite how that it works but okay someone's like what's the, what are those religious boy scouts and this was like missionaries, and they didn't look at the script another second longer. Yeah. To be fair, though, the so, two missionary boys are not any less creepy than anyone else in this movie. Because the murderers stop on the road, right? And then they get out. Yeah. And the blonde girl yeah. whose face is still, like, obscured from us. Yeah. She's like, can I have one of your pamphlets? And the little boy's like, are you a sinner? <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm like, I what kind of question is that? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and she's like, sometimes... Sometimes. And we're like, oh, sometimes like you murder people in cold blood. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes, you know, I eat meat during Lent. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I murder my neighbors. Some, yeah. You know, since. So they get back in the car and they start driving away. And then they sk- say like the scariest line in the whole movie. Not that there are many lines in this movie, but they sk- say the scariest one where they're like, it'll be easier next time. Oh. Yeah. And I guess that's yeah. when they were like, oh, crap, we forgot we had that line. We'll wait 10 years and then make a sequel no one wants to watch. Yeah. And then the Mormon boys, they go to the house, me. having completely forgotten the weird interaction they just had with a, like, smashed up, broken windshield car and three creepy people. Yeah. And they see all the bloodshed. They're like, that's fine. Yeah. There's, like, the, the door has been broken down with an axe. You know, the piano's in a weird spot. There's the tables upturned. There's blood everywhere. And then they go into the... They walk in! Well, and then they keep walking in. 
Like, they see that this is obviously a crime scene, and they keep exploring the house. Because they don't find... "Mm -hmm. Good, yeah. They don't find, like, Liv Tyler's body until they get into the bedroom. It was the living room. I thought it was in the bedroom that they found her. I thought it was in a different room. room. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I was... definitely living room. I feel like I blacked out at this point. You blacked out. But another kind of fun fact, though, is because, you know, they see all the bodies again. And Mike, his body never moves. It was, like, still there in the hallway. Yeah. And... And well, they sort of make it look like a frame almost, right? Like they they messed up the house more after they left, and it almost looks like um, Jimmy James killed the other two. Like it almost makes it look like Liv Tyler and then stabbed and, and Mike himself? were like, yeah, like out, out of like a, it was like it makes it he, they, it looks like they stage it as a murder suicide where oh. it sort of paints a story where like Liv Tyler and Mike were having like some sort of illicit sexual relationship, and then Jimmy James comes and finds them together and then kills them both and then kills himself and like people might be able to corroborate it being like oh she did deny marrying him earlier i definitely think that's where they went with this oh absolutely but that's not my point that he you no you think that someone could believe that another person killed themselves by stabbing themselves in the stomach repeatedly (laughs) oh my god I hadn't really thought about it that yeah, much, but okay. I do think that I feel like they made it look like the a laziest police chief in the freaking world <laughs> in all of South Carolina is like, yeah, murder suit. <laughs> Obviously, this is an affair. Clean it up. It's probably the same cop from Fargo, but not the awesome, <laughs> not the awesome cop who who solves it in the end. She was awesome. My fact about that part though was that Mike's body. They did multiple makeup sequences for him. Like they they changed his makeup throughout the movie, so. It, Right after he's shot, he has one form of makeup that makes it look like a really fresh shot in the face wound. And then mm-hmm. the next times that you see him, they had completely redone his makeup to make it look like he was aging and like to make the blood coagulated. Ew. And like they it was, I don't know. I, just, I thought that was a cool attention to detail thing that they did. That's like one of those details that I'm like, that's cool. But I don't want to go back and look at that because that's gross. Yeah. I wouldn't go investigate it any further. Just know that it's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm a horror movie fan, but I'm not going to start looking at the different coagulations of the blood. <laughs> That's all I really pay attention Maybe to I in will. these movies. <laughs> That's all you paid attention to. And then we, of course, have the, the main ending Yeah. where you know Say they it. reach for Kristen's body. And we have that <laughs> obvious jump scare, the blah, and sh- that's it. Uh, which I was so not ready blah! for. Yeah, she like well, screams no, and no. grabs their hand. And then it's like, I don't know if she did she die. I guess not. She definitely wouldn't have survived much longer, but she was apparently alive at that moment. She was the stranger all along. (gasps) (sighs) That makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's the movie. And it's like, it is, it is kind of short, but it, it doesn't give you, doesn't give you an inch to move with. It does not. I want to talk about the true events. Can I talk about them? I want to talk about them. I want to talk about them. They're creepy. And I want to talk about them. Yes. Yes. Please tell us about the true events. But first, let's. So like they outline oh it at the very beginning of the movie like it's about a true story, right? Because the very fir- the very beginning of the movie is just words, and it's like this guy talking. He's like, "Hey, Ugh, four- 1.4 million murders, whatever." And he's like, "This is based on true events." And then he's like, "In whenever 2005, James Hoyt and whatever Liv Tyler's character's name is, <laughs> Katie something." <laughs> um, we have butchered their character names. <laughs> we have no- it's like we didn't it's even watch this movie. Katie. It's like it's, it's Kristen. It's Kristen. <laughs> Kristen, dang it! I knew it started with a K. Um, 
it's like they went to the Hoyt family home after a, a friend's wedding reception. And to this day, no one really knows the horrors that happened. And I hate that. So because we're going to make something it, up. Right, because it, it makes it seem like this is an actual story and those were their actual names and that they actually did that and that they're just making a movie about theoretically what might have happened, that. which is so scary. But that's not true, right? Like, it's not based on a, a, a specific murder like that. No, that's just really brilliant marketing. So it's really good It's actual... really good writing, but I hate it because it's totally misleading and it makes me feel... Well, of course it's misleading. Okay, all of, we're going to get like into it. a bunch of based on true events, horror movies, but it's always like this, this ghost story is based on true events. And you look it up and it's like... When I like, was Casper's eight, not shook. real? What? <laughs> Casper is based on true events. Like it's all, it's all super disappointing. Like you don't want to look it up, which is why I'm going to tell it to you. But, but these true events. So while they, of course, like you, like you said, are not at all related to what happened in this movie. It's like several different true events that piece together. It's really hard not to draw parallels to this movie. So Mm -hmm. we, we talked, there are three in particular. So we talked about Bertino, um, the writer, director, his childhood. We talked about that and the people ringing the doorbells. That's yeah. the true story. And now in and retrospect, they're, they're t- not traumatic at all, considering that's his con- contribution to the movie. <laughs> no murder. No, not just a girl knocking no, on his door. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like that. That's not that. No, that's he's silly. like, I'm troubled. So, <laughs> I'm troubled. <laughs> going to make a movie about it. But first, I have to research the murders to make it more interesting. Yeah. So the the murders that are actually that even Bertino like has confirmed that they are inspiration for this movie are the Manson family Tate murders. Like, do you know much about those? Uh, no, I know. I know. I know who, you know, I know about the Manson murders and, you know, like it rings a bell, like I'm aware of it, but I don't know the specifics. Yeah. You know who Charles Manson is? I'm really. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Me and everyone else in America. Mm-hmm. Yes, Charles Manson. So, um, basically, what happened was this happened in 1969, and it, like it's arguably like the most infamous home invasion in history, and it resulted in the on the loss of six lives, and one of those was an unborn infant who um, was like an eight eight and a half month old fetus, like really young. Mm. And so, basically, what happened is I'm gonna, I'm gonna sum it up really fast, but Charles Manson told his cult members like hey i want you to guys go to that house and i want you to kill everybody in it and i want you to make it look as witchy as possible and you guys are i'm not going to get into the gory details but you guys are welcome to look it up online if you want to get creeped out um but as witchy as possible uh, yes yes sacrificial literally yes yes oh gosh so he yes so he he didn't he wasn't involved in murders he he just was involved in the conspiracy and so his followers went Snuck in, killed a guy who was leaving the grounds, snuck in the window, and basically t- grabbed everybody, tied them up in the living room, mm-hmm. and stabbed them repeatedly. Gross. Which is exactly what happens in this movie. Yes, including this woman who was like eight and a half month month old pregnant. It was Sharon Tate, who was a, a, an up and coming movie star. Right. So that did they happened. have? Did, so was there a you, motive there? Like, did they target them specifically, or was it truly just kind random? of? It wasn't exactly random, but it was pretty random. So Charles Manson had beef with someone who used to rent that house. But none of the people who were renting it at the time that they got murdered. He didn't know those people. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. But he had beef with people who lived there. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of of random. As random as, like, it could happen to us. Like, they didn't know Charles Manson 
from a hole in the ground. Right. And so that 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 has been confirmed by the writer director of Strangers as inspiration. And there's also the Ketty murders of 1981. And these I did not know about until I started researching this movie. It's horrifying. So if anyone mm-hmm. doesn't want to get super creeped out, I would maybe skip ahead a few minutes. But basically it was a quadruple homicide that happened um, – at a cabin resort in the Sierra Nevada of Northern California. And basically it's received national media attention. It's been in people magazine. They have like a documentary series. They have a documentary that came out in like 08, the same time as the strangers actually. Um, But these murders, I know, but all these murders remain unsolved, which is very disturbing. And the investigation is ongoing. So basically what happened um, is there was this mother Sue and she had five kids and she, divorced her husband or separated from her husband they all went to this cabin and a few of the kids left the cabin at night to go visit friends and long story short is one of her daughters came back when she was 14 one of her daughters 14 year old daughters came back and found the bodies of her brother her mother and her brother's friend dana um tied up and i'm not gonna get into the, the gore of it but tied up and just stabbed to death then they found the weapon that they used and it was a knife that had been bent from force oh like from stabbing too hard through someone's body oh that's so disgusting oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh don't don't look up too much about it and her 12 year old sister tina couldn't be found and unfortunately they found her three years later they found her remains um, somewhere else in northern california these were like especially vicious murders oh and they used like they were bound with tape and wire and they used a hammer. There was blood everywhere in the living room. So it was confirmed that they were taken into the living room, tied up, and then murdered there. Which, of course, parallels to the strangers. Yeah. And, and so they haven't... And do, and do they think that was a random act or... like? Yes. I mean, the way you told the story, I instantly think, like, was it the husband who was divorced or something? Or, like... Well, of course, that's have, what everyone thinks. Right. Do they have any idea, though? No, they have they have no like this investigation is still ongoing. They had a bunch of suspects that were completely cleared, but mm. they like they're they're still finding evidence on this case. They found new DNA evidence as early as 2016. They they discovered a hammer oh, wow. in a pond like very recently that they've tied to these murders. Oh my gosh, that's wild. That's wild. So they're thoughts. they're pretty I know. So they're pretty sure that it's related to strangers, like entire strangers who did not know this family and who targeted them. Wow, that's super creepy. Because they were in a remote location. It's very creepy. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Well, right. And like that's that's kind of like one of the things about this movie, right? Is like at the beginning, they're like, oh, 1.4 million violent acts and stuff. And most people, I think, think of that being in cities, you know, like large areas where there's lots of people. And I mean, I guess I'm like a lot of people, I think, are more afraid in rural areas just because... It's just that idea, right? Like, if you screamed, no one would hear you. Whereas in the city, people will hear you. But, yeah, it just just goes to show that no matter how far away you are from other people, you're not necessarily safe. You're not safe. And that's a huge theme. That's a huge theme of this movie. This movie has actually been studied as simple as it is in concept. It's been studied by several film scholars who have specifically noted, like, it has this theme of you may think that you're safe because you're like, you're not in an urban city, just like what you said, but this idea that rural society is this simple, crime-free place, it's not true. And it's just like when it, like... Right, it's just an illusion. It's an illusion because you, because, you know, it's not as 
in your face whenever stuff does happen and there's less investigations into things that are, are at least publicized investigations right so what our parents said when like oh when i was a kid we didn't have to worry about getting kidnapped and blah 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 we know that's wholly untrue yeah like there are statistics out there that say like i don't know if you've looked into like murder stats like the 80s and 70s were a messed up time oh yeah oh yeah terrifying terrifying but like you know the media is not showcasing that stuff you're not going to hear about it in your tiny town so you feel like you're safe and you're not there are not. psychos everywhere. And that, yeah, and it's just very disturbing. And the whole the whole concept of someone killing you out of cold blood is just especially And there's nothing uh, you can unsettling. do about it. Right. Yeah, because like and I and I think, you know, they say like a, a lot of violent acts are you like you'll know your attacker. It's usually has some sort of motivation and there's usually some sort of reason why they're killing you and like that's obviously very very scary, but like there's that illusion or at least that idea that people have or at least that I have, I guess, that you know, there's certain measures you can take to prevent that from happening mm-hmm. to you. Like, just yeah, don't piss a, a violent person off or whatever. Sometimes it can't Which be. Which obviously is an oversimplification. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, that's oversimplifying it. But, like, you know. But, like, the idea of someone killing you just completely out of the blue, no idea who you are. Like, that's so unsettling because there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can there's do about it. And there's do. no way you can predict it. And that's, yeah, that's very scary. Yeah. I don't like it. That, for me, is what the lasting scare factor of this movie is. Like, as, as scary as the masks are, you know, when you're watching it, sack face is creepy when he pops up, and he does pop up a lot. But that's right. not what freaks me out. What freaks me out is going to bed and being like, I mean, I have locks on my door, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Psychos Liv be Tyler psychos. had a lock on her door, too, and it meant nothing. Exactly. Exactly. In conclusion, yeah. ladies and gents, get dogs. Get big dogs. Except don't, because I feel like we're going to watch horror films later that they die in. And I'm that's the thing I'm most afraid about. I don't want dogs to well, die. Well, you you taught me about doesthedogdie.com. True, which we will be utilizing. We will. We haven't had any dogs in any movies yet, but... We haven't. We'll let you know. Hmm. We'll hmm. have to. But yeah, I, I we'll could not... Next. I could not sleep after this movie, after watching this one. And I was in a... That's you fair. Know, in an urban area. I, I felt very unsettling and, un, and un, unsafe and it started bringing back other things like I would like close my eyes and then I would open them really subtly and I would like feel like I saw something I'm like oh it's the mass the potato sack man and then it's not it's just, like, it's just like a towel sitting somewhere or something or one of my many sacks of potatoes <laughs> but then it started bringing other memories into my head and I saw a lipstick demon in the corner and I was like dang it oh and stop then the, you're freaking <laughs> like the mom from Hereditary was on my ceiling. I was like, gosh darn it. But even like while we've been, just while we've been talking just now, and I've been talking about the murders, like talking about the movie, I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's cool. Talking about the murders, I keep checking the corner of my webcam, like both corners. Oh, yeah. I just, I move to the side, move to the side. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Well, and I'm sitting next to my very large glass door. Well, you're going to have to board that up, Chris. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> And like my right, light is wrap on this next up. to it, so I can't see outside. We're going to have to wrap this up. We need to decide our overall rating for this. So for those of you who haven't listened before, we rank all of the movies and a giant scoreboard against each other. Mm-hmm. There's, we, we try to have a rhyme and a reason to it, but don't get mad if our scoreboard looks different than yours. Yeah, because it's completely arbitrary, and it's mostly just what we feel the, at the time. Well, it's, it's also <laughs> just many, many compromises. So as of right now, since there's not very many, I'll list them. So, but as of right now, the scoreboard okay. goes: Hereditary number one, followed yeah. by Scream, Creep, 
Insidious, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, The Exorcist, and Idle Hands. I don't really know where I want this one to go. What's under Nightmare on Elm Street? The Exorcist. I would rate it under Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you think? I would rate it under that or under The Exorcist. I think Nightmare on Elm Street was... Not that I enjoy watching any horror film, but I felt like that was a more enjoyable film to watch than this one. It was. But this one also did scare me more. I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street has a lot of really stupid, cheesy moments that it can't help because it's like an old film. Yeah, I can't help it. But I do think it, I, on the flip side, though, I do think Nightmare on Elm Street had a much better story than this movie. And that's it my does. biggest this, complaint this about this movie really is that story. there's literally no plot. It's just the scare there factor isn't. of people coming in and killing them. But like, there's almost no lines. There's like no character I mean, it's development. A, it's I have effective. no reason to like. It's effective, but I just don't don't care about any of the characters. So like, as far I... as like a movie goes, I don't. Whoa, like it. you don't care about Liv Tyler. I, I care about Liv Tyler because she's Liv Tyler. Yeah, I love her. But her character okay. has like no backstory that's significant to me. Well, she. We don't even know her name. We keep calling her. It's Liv true. Tyler. We t- exactly. That's my point. <laughs> we don't even know what her character's name is. That's how insignificant she is. That's All why I'm going to put it below nightmare that's yeah I'm okay put it below nightmare i've convinced Maybe myself even above yeah above exorcist or below exorcist i mean again i also oh. think exorcist had a stronger like underlying story it did but it wasn't scary but it wasn't scary all right I've, i'm gonna put it under nightmare above exorcist okay i can agree with that i think that's fine all right perfect so we have i guess that's it is that it yeah, and so if you want to keep tabs on our scoreboard, we do post it on our Tumblr page, which is nightlighthorrormovieclub.tumblr.com. We also post uh, all of our show notes, so we have little blurbs about every episode that we post. So if you want to know what an episode's going to be about or what we're going to go into before you listen, you can find all those details there. Or you can argue about a previous episode. Tell us why your list looks different than our list. Yeah, we would love to hear your reasons. We would love to argue with you as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in joining our club, it's really easy. You just subscribe to this podcast and you follow us week by week as we do a different horror movie every single week. And we also have a Facebook, we have an Instagram and a Twitter, and we're going to be sharing interesting trivia and talking about movies all week long, hitting up all the things that we couldn't fit into this podcast because there is more trivia. There is more, more cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We talk about a t- bunch of stuff that we don't even mention in the podcast on on the various social meds. Um, but if you do like the podcast... Oh, I was just going to say, otherwise this podcast would be four hours long. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But if you enjoyed the podcast, hopefully that means that there are others out there just like you who would also enjoy it. Hopefully. And so it would be awesome if you could help them find it. And the way you can do that is by leave a rating, leaving leaving a review on iTunes or whatever um, source you're wa- listening to this on. And those people will appreciate it because it'll be easier to find. We'll certainly appreciate it. And you're a member of this club now. So hopefully you'll appreciate it too yes. and make it feel good. Be a contributing member of our club. So what are we watching next week, Kate? Uh, I'm really excited. So obviously oh, we have no. Halloween coming up, which which is like my Christmas. Yeah, Halloween's right? We're so close. We're so close. We're so close. I have bat decorations everywhere. Me too. My bats are smiling. They're so happy and they're glittery. And so we have <laughs> Halloween coming up. So obviously... I picked Halloween for our next movie. It's an ageless, ageless holiday classic. It's from the 80s. It's about our favorite babysitter killer, Michael Myers himself. (laughs) And it's it's just in time for the I didn't realize he was a babysitter. I know nothing. He's he's not a babysitter. He kills babysitters. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) 
Okay, forgive me that that's misleading. <laughs> Babysitter killer. <laughs> you think someone's hiring him? Just, wow. She's just showing up in his mask. This is really embarrassing. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, like, have fun with not, the kids. Don't let him stay up too late. You're not who we thought you were, but we get one date night a year, so. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm in for a rough time if that's what I thought this movie was. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, anyways, um, that's what we're going to watch next week. And if there's a movie that you really want us to cover or that we're just not mentioning, uh, feel free to drop us a line. We have an email. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. And you can send us your movie recommendations, your your input on films that we've already watched, um, questions, anything. Hit us with that, you whatever you got. any movies that are about killers that are also babysitters yes i'm into it <laughs> i would love Send to yes. that right my way i actually know of one. Oh, oh i gosh. know of one it's not very good it's called the babysitter it's not very good well we're not gonna okay. cover that one that's it that basically concludes our meeting this week we will be talking about the old halloween the the very very old one with jamie lee curtis when she's like 12 or whatever um we will not be spoiling the new one because we need to see that ourselves. Or so. any of the other 14 sequels. We'll cover those in due time. But that's yeah. it for this week. We're out of time. So that concludes our weekly meeting and we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.